Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Phoenix 5-0 Show. Uh, I'm, I am Donna Rossi, your host uh, from the Phoenix Police Department's Public Affairs Bureau. And joining me today is my co-host, Ryan Cody. Ryan, always good to see you. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, we have a very important subject to talk about. We do. We do. Everybody survived the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we showed out well on the national and the global stage, really, with a, especially in the public safety arena. Uh, a lot of people did a lot of really good work over a long period of time. So we're happy to see it all go off without a hitch, really, from the public safety standpoint. Absolutely. No major incidents, and that is a wonderful thing. Everybody had a great time, and everybody's moving to Phoenix now. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We had the great weather for the week, and then, yeah, they'll be buying houses until they see what the housing market looks like. (laughs) Well, you you said it. Uh, Today we're we're, going to be tackling a very important issue. Uh, The Phoenix Police Department uh, recently signed on to what they're calling 30 by 30 which is an initiative to have 30% female candidates in the academy by the year 2030. Uh, lots to talk about where that's concerned. Joining us is Commander Amy Smith, who is in charge of the uh, Community Affairs Bureau um, and also has uh, been head- spearheading up this um, issue for the Phoenix Police Department. Uh, Commander, tell us how we first got involved with this and why it was important for us to get involved. Yeah, that's a great question. And thanks, Donna and Cody. It's great to see you guys again. Uh, So back in 2018, actually, the NIJ, which is the National Institute of Justice, uh, who's the research arm for the DOJ, did a study, and they did a summit, and they brought 100 people together, researchers, police chiefs, other professionals, and they said, how can we represent uh, more females in the police force? And so when they did that, they came out of that with an initiative, and that's where the work today goes from, back from 2018. So over 250 agencies across the United States have already joined on this initiative. So when we look at Phoenix PD, uh, at the time it was uh, Chief Williams, and now we have Chief Sullivan. Um, We have a public safety chair, a female, uh, Councilwoman Ann O'Brien. We have a female mayor. We have a female uh, assistant city manager. And we really started looking at this and said, you know, we would like to represent our community uh, and bring and start to sign on to this initiative and bring more females into our police force. Where are we at now? What's the baseline right now where Phoenix PD is as far as female uh, officers? So sworn staff, we have 14% um, that are that are females on our staff. Uh, professional staff, we have almost 79% uh, that are females. And that's important to know because, as Chief Sullivan points out a lot of times, professional staff sometimes uh, gets in the door and then they say, you know what, as a dispatcher, crime scene tech, I would like to be a sworn officer. I can see myself in the shoes Um, of these other women that I dispatch calls to, I go out on crime scenes for, and a lot of our professional staff do turn to sworn staff. Speaking of sworn officers, we have Sergeant Melissa Solis is also joining us here from the Public Affairs Bureau. When you hear this initiative, 30 by 30, how, from your perspective, why is it so important to have a more representative group with a badge in uniform out on the street? Yeah, so when I think of it, I... I would like to see just more people that look like me. I think it's important for little girls out there across the board, females out there that don't usually look at law enforcement as a woman job or a female job or, you know, we look at law enforcement as a whole and it's usually a male-driven profession. So seeing more females out there in the street, seeing them doing the job is encouraging to other females as even giving them hope to apply or that they are able to do this job. 
are there even situations with just doing your job that it's beneficial to have a woman there at a specific scene at a specific call? Sure. I think there's plenty of different scenario scenes where we come as with just different perspectives for different crimes. Um, we can connect with other females, other males. Everyone has different life ex experiences. And just having a diversity inside our department would help. Uh, Sergeant, I, I, I know your passion for this job. Um, it, what What is it about this job? I mean, you, you love this job. There's There's no question about it. What is it about this job that that just keeps you coming back day to day? You once you once said you'd do this job if they didn't pay anything. You want to take that back? Or... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would do it for free. I would. Um, I do love this job. It is the best job in the world. I think what keeps me coming back is I have hope for this profession. I think that we do make a difference. We we will continue to strive to be better, and I think that looking like our community that we serve will constantly be a better agency and a better commander smith i need to ask you this because since we've rolled this out i pay attention to the comments on our social media pages and, and listen to people around the department it hasn't all been sunshine and roses in terms of the reaction to this initiative um even some women in the department saying i'm not for preferential treatment why do we have to put a number on this um, this, that, and the other thing. So for the people who are saying, well, why are you giving preferential treatment to women? What would your reaction to that be? And that's a great question. Um, you know, I've been on this department for 25 years and I've never received a preferential treatment. Uh, I've made it to the rank of commander, um, probably working sometimes twice as hard as my counterparts. And what I would say is that look at it on a perspective of, um, sorry, just it's important to represent our communities. Um, we're here to protect our communities. Um, we can do a better job of protecting when we um, equate and when we can sit across the table from a domestic violence victim and, and understand maybe where she's coming from a little bit better. And I think when you when you reach out and you touch somebody in that way, you understand that we're not giving anybody preferential treatment. Uh, you will still pass all of the Arizona Post standards. You will still go through the same hiring process. Um, we're looking for qualified people, qualified uh, we're 550 officers short. There's a call out there for all kinds of qualified people. Um, and I'm the first person to line up at the door and say, don't promote somebody if they're not qualified. Uh, don't put them on the SAU team. Don't put them on the CIT team. All of our specialties we have, if you're not qualified, I don't want to see you there. Um, and don't hire them if they're not qualified. And don't hire them because that comes back at my at my, at my gender. Um, an unqualified person being hired uh, in my gender um, comes against us, and and that's not anything that I think the you know the three w women sitting at this table uh, would would promote. Uh, and, th and this initiative is actually just the opposite of that. Um, it's looking for those qualified people, and it's also looking inside of culturally in our department to say, um, do we have policies and procedures that are inhibiting females from taking that sergeant's test or taking that lieutenant's test, um, and just taking a, a general look at that. And again, this isn't just about gender and females. Though the, the initiative is. Um, it's about looking, when you start looking at gender, it also looks at um, race and also looks at uh, religion and also starts really kind of bringing things to light that maybe people aren't talking about. What is the department doing to specifically target women? Well, we are looking at uh, recruiting um, and so looking at a couple of uh, events coming forward in the future. You'll see some of that stuff come across our social media um, platforms. So back to that answer, the initial focus for the initiative is the recruitment, the hiring, and the development, and the retention. 
of women. And I think those are important for aspects um, because though we're trying to bring 30% females in by 2030, uh, we also want to retain those females once we get them in the door. Um, so we really need to take a look at ourselves. Do we know if attrition is larger among uh, female officers? You don't know? No. Yeah, that would be an interesting statistic to see if, you know, because we do know that, you know, a lot of times if they start families, then they start rethinking their career. Um, but that would be an interesting to statistic to look at. It is, but I think the city of Phoenix does some amazing things. Um, our parental leave. Um, our parental leave is a very, very strong policy that any city employee um, is eligible for, and that's 12 weeks of leave um, when you're having your family. So that's male and female. So I think when you look at some very good bonuses that the city of Phoenix has um, that we fought for, that our city council's approved, I, I think you're going to see a lot more qualified women coming in our doors. Some of the other initiatives that recruiting is working on, they're working on uh, targeting those with uh, college degrees as well as those that are getting ready to leave the military. Those can also go hand-in-hand hand with this 30 by 30 initiative. Yeah, absolutely. And that the program you were referring to there is Skillbridge, um, bringing in the military. Um, and then, of course, degree waivers, uh, you know, for the city of Phoenix here. And um, recently, uh, with Employment Services, um, if you're qualified with Arizona Post Standards, um, you're getting an, an opportunity to sit in front of a background investigator. Um, and that's a really big deal. Sergeant Salise, when, when did you know that you wanted to go into public safety, that you wanted to be a police officer? Uh, I... I knew at a young age, probably right around high school, right when I was getting ready to graduate. I knew I knew I had to wait till I was 21 years old, so I just went straight into college. And absolutely no regrets? No, oh, none. None at all. And you plan on staying for quite a while. You've been here how long now? 16 years in March. Hopefully I have another 15. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, we'll see. I think it's important to note, too, that even even though we're talking about 14 point something percent women, uh, sworn women in the Phoenix Police Department, we are above the national average already. So this isn't this isn't something that we're deficient in in terms of the national average and we're trying to get there. We're already kind of leading the way. Absolutely. And that's a great point, Cody. Um, we, the national average is 12 percent. Um, so we are 2 percent over that national average. And I think that's some of the groundwork that some of the females, uh, myself and uh, Melissa and other people included, um, really go out there and people can see us in the uniform. You mentioned that there are many other departments across the country that have signed on to this initiative, some of them many years ago. A any gauge on how they are doing? Yeah, LAPD and I talk, um, they, they're doing very well. Um, San Diego just had 24 percent and then another 30 percent in their last uh, recruit class. Um, so it's kind of a roller coaster. You know, one, one, one class you might get 30%, the next class you might get, you know, 12%. Um, but I think that's where some of those programs that you mentioned are really going to focus on that. Uh, another, another area that we're drawn from is our civilian investigators. Uh, you know, sworn-wise, we're not getting as many applications in, but as soon as our civilian investigator position came out, we had over 1,000 people that put in for that position. Wow. So people want to serve their communities. They want to get into public safety. Um, sometimes it's a little scary to put this uniform on, but... By coming in the doors on a civilian rank or professional staff, you'll see that this is not as scary. Um, right. And is that a little way to maybe get someone over the hump? I mean, I guess, Melissa, from your perspective, if you're you you are very interested in law enforcement, but there, there are some parts about the job that can be a little scary for any gender. Um, so what suggestions might you have for someone who is sort of on the fence? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. I talked to my friends. I've people I went to college with about the same thing. Come on, let's go Let's go try this together. And their biggest harp was, I don't want to be on patrol. 
I don't want, it's too scary, I don't want to do that, is do a ride-along, come see what it is. It's, police work isn't all patrol. That's where we all have to start, that's where the foundation is, but there are other avenues, there's other opportunities. You don't have to wear the, the blue suit every day, you can go into a detective position, you can, there's different areas you can go uh, be an expert in. And there are some people who, who love being on patrol, that have spent their entire careers on patrol, and they love that interaction with the community. It is the most fun. It is, it is the fun. Oh, come on. Absolutely, absolutely. Most fun you can have is on patrol. Yeah, and we have some amazing uh, women on this department that have dedicated their entire life um, to just that, or um, our fate, our apprehension units, our crisis intervention teams, um, our SWAT teams, uh, just some amazing women that have stepped up um, and can go toe-to-toe uh, with the best person out there. You know, I don't mean to create or or make a chasm in, with the gender gap, but women and men just do approach situations differently. I can and, attest to that. That's true. <laughs> You're married. You know that. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's room for all of it. You know, there's there's really room for all of it. You know, you mentioned sometimes, you know, sexual assault victims might feel much more comfortable speaking uh, with a woman. Uh, but there are s- other situations, too, where um, women just have a different approach than men. And sometimes one might might be more, you know, more of an asset. And, and sometimes another might be more of an asset. So um, there's really a lot for everybody. Yeah, well, I think there's no doubt about it. And this initiative will gain steam, too. I think a lot of people may maybe just hear the the headline and not look into what exactly it means. And hopefully we can dispel some of those um, feelings here today. Qualified female applicants, qualified applicants, period, of every shape, size, and form. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time out today and talking to us and uh, getting this information out. Commander Smith, Sergeant Solis, thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you also will join us next week for another edition of Phoenix 5.0 Show. You've been listening to 5.0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.